Hey guys, welcome back to the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and we're talking about all things life, confidence, relationships, what gets you up in the morning, what doesn't get you up in the morning. That's what we talk about in this podcast. I'm super glad you're here. If you're the first time tuning in, subscribe to my channel, hit the like button, spread the love, and uh, looking forward to getting into another amazing episode with you guys today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm excited to dig into today's episode because last week I uh, put out an episode which was how you can begin healing your anxious attachment style. And of course, as a follow-up to that, I really want to talk about how you can begin to heal an avoidant attachment style. Now, uh, today's podcast is not about really digging into the definitions and, and why we get to these attachment styles. If you're not really sure which attachment style you are, uh, I recommend going back to, I think it's one of my first five podcast episodes where I unpack the different attachment styles. And so you can have a listen to that short episode and really figure out where you fit. Um, Because if you're uh, an avoidant personality or you're avoidant attachment style, then today's podcast is going to be really helpful because it's going to shed some light on what you can start doing right? What are the first small steps you can start doing to overcome this attachment style? And of course, if you're someone who's dating someone who's a little bit avoidant, this is going to be really useful for you to know as well, because of course we want to be able to understand and empathize and have compassion for and support our partners in the healthiest of ways. So very briefly, what is avoidant attachment? Well, it's an an attachment style that develops in our early childhood Uh, It tends to, right, hear my words, it tends to occur in uh, individuals who uh, don't really have their needs met um, when they are young. And so they really learn to develop a very independent uh, kind of lifestyle when it comes to their, their emotions, how they are physically, uh, kind of convincing themselves that they don't need as much physical touch, these types of things. So if you are an avoidant attachment, then something like this narrative that I'm going to give you might kind of make sense to you. So you might find yourself in a relationship, right? Committing is more difficult for you, but if you're in a relationship, because many avoidant attachment personalities and men and women are in relationships, you like the relationship, right? You enjoy the relationship, but you kind of always have this little foot out the door. Maybe it's just the big toe. For some of you, but there's always that little nugget or piece or opportunity that if you needed to leave, you always could. Um, and so if things feel overwhelming in your relationship, you're the type of person that's going to emotionally distance yourself. You might even physically distance yourself from the person. And then over time, you get into a situation where your relationship ha- actually has ended. And let's say the individual, let's say in this situation, you're a man. Uh, you're dating a woman, you've been dating them for a year or maybe a year and a half, things are starting to get more serious, you're starting to freak out, you're pulling back a little bit, Uh, she freaks out, (laughs) she gets anxious, Uh, she makes some demands of you, Uh, it's too overwhelming for you, so you decide to pack it up and leave that relationship, or maybe she breaks up with you, and then you realize how much you love that person and how much you want them back. But the trick here is that you didn't really show this in the relationship, 
because you're more of an avoidant attachment style. Now that's a really stereotypical kind of narrative, but if there's parts of that that resonate with you, then let me share with you over the next uh, portion of this podcast what you can begin to do to overcome this. And here's the caveat. This is not easy. It is absolutely possible to change our attachment style, but this is not, you listen to this podcast and tomorrow you wake up and you're totally healed. There is no overnight formula. Making change in our behavior, in our belief systems, the way we operate in intimate relationships is not a small task. It really takes you wanting to overcome it. It takes patience. It takes challenging yourself. And it likely will take some form of support from someone, be it a counselor, a coach like myself, or somebody else who understands attachment styles and can support you in this journey. So this is you needing to break patterns and heal as well from your childhood and learn to give yourself the love that you always really wanted and craved and to remove that fear around being vulnerable and letting somebody in. I understand that vulnerability is challenging, that when we really show who we are to somebody, uh, that the fear of losing them or them rejecting us becomes so much more impactful, so much greater and so much scarier. Heck, it's really scary, but that is love, right? Love is that rawness, that realness, that I'm showing you who I really am. I know who you really are. And guess what? We still accept each other, even when we know who that person truly is. And that's when you really create that special bond with someone uh, and can really formulate that deep, loving, authentic, real, raw relationship that most of us are really craving, but so many of us are so afraid to have because it takes an element of vulnerability and learning to love ourselves first. So a couple of things that you can start thinking about that are going to help you break the pattern of being more in avoidant attachment is number one, learning to cope with your emotions. So instead of ignoring your emotions or distracting yourself from feeling something, you are starting to understand that emotions are giving you information, that they are telling you something. And that instead of hiding from your emotions or running away from your emotions or even physically running away from your emotions, you're turning towards your emotions and you're, you're labeling them. So you're, you're getting to this raw, honest point with yourself where you can say, I am feeling or I'm experiencing sadness, loneliness, I'm experiencing frustration, I'm experiencing anger, I'm experiencing love, I'm experiencing desire. So you're learning to kind of cope and understand what your emotions are saying to you versus, uh-oh, I'm feeling something It's time to break away from this or run away from this because feeling is really scary because feeling means I care. And if I care, it means I could get hurt, right? So this like pattern that we think that, and and then of course the mind always goes to, well, if I care and love something, then I can get hurt. And so I will get hurt. And so I better run away from this before that happens, right? And so like, you're always thinking like the worst case scenario that you are going to end up hurt 
uh, and you don't open yourself up to the possibility of actually having the other outcome, which is that you're totally loved and totally accepted and you're in a really loving relationship. So learning to cope with your emotions is like the very first step here. And you can start off with just simply labeling what you're actually experiencing or feeling versus shoving it down, bottling it up, running away from it and totally ignoring them because our emotions are information. They are telling us something. Um, they're important for us to experience or important for us to identify. Uh, and it's, by the way, it's totally okay to feel sad, frustrated, angry, lonely, disgusted, hurt, and all of those things. We don't need to run away from those emotions. It's uh, perfectly acceptable to experience those things uh, and to share that you're experiencing those things. So number one, learning to cope with our emotions, facing them versus uh, fearing them. The second is learning how to get comfort and relief with somebody instead of always turning away. So really opposite from the anxious attachment style, because when the anxious attachment style is feeling something like their go-to is like, I want to be comforted by my partner. I want to be held. I want to be loved. I feel this anxiety and I'm only going to be soothed when my partner strokes my hair or holds my arm or, or scratches my back or whatever it is. With the avoidant attachment, it's like, oh, things are feeling overwhelming. I'm getting out of here. I don't know how to get soothed or comforted or feel relief with my partner. So I'm going to turn away from them. So you got to fight that. You got to do the opposite. You actually have to learn to get that comfort, to say to our partner, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this uh, and start asking for what we need, which is, yes, it's totally tough. I never said this wouldn't be, but saying, hey, I'm actually feeling really upset right now or really lonely. Can you hold me? Can you comfort me? Can you show me love? Like it's a really beautiful thing when our partner can get vulnerable enough to ask for that, right? And then we turn towards our partner and say, absolutely, I can hold you. I can love you. I can cuddle you. I can kiss you. I can do whatever you need because I love you. Like I love you and I want to comfort you, right? So it's learning how to get that and ask for that comfort from our partners and relief with them versus running away from them. So saying, hey, I'm afraid of this commitment, but I'm fighting it and can you comfort me through this, right? We're learning to turn towards our partner versus running away when things feel overwhelming because running away is never going to solve the problem. Facing it will. So that's number two, learning how to get that comfort and relief with and from your partner instead of turning away. Number three, here's the big one for you. You got to start questioning your own stories and narratives because oftentimes the avoidant attachment individual is going to be thinking things like, oh, they're not the right one. They're just going to leave me anyways. They're to this, they're to that. Insert whatever it is that you want to tell yourself that makes it easy for you to walk away. Start questioning the stories that you tell yourself, right? Because this is a distancing strategy by just convincing yourself that it wasn't going to work out anyways. And therefore you're like, oh, well, now I can leave. No big deal. Well, all you're doing here is just rationalizing why you don't want to really open yourself up to somebody, even though you desperately want to be loved by them and to love them. So start questioning these stories that you tell yourself, and they're going to be different for everybody, right? 
And this is where we get into becoming aware of your deactivation strategy. So this is kind of like part two of this one. And I'm going to do a longer, in fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do a YouTube video on the deactivation strategies because there are so many of them and I want you guys to get really familiar with what some of them are. But for example, some of the deactivation strategies that an avoidant attachment person is going to use is things like you become really critical of your partner. They're not the right one for me because they look this way or do this or they shower that way or they eat their food that way or they walk this way or like you're getting so critical of who they are because that makes it easy for you to have one foot out the door because you're like, oh God, like I'm grossed out by them. In fact, I did more of a humorous take on this kind of an episode when I talked about, do you have the relationship ick? I.e. you're like finding things about your partner that really gross you out or turn you off because that's makes it super easy for you to walk out the door. It can be a deactivation strategy, right? So another deactivation strategy or story that you can start telling yourself is like, mm, this person isn't worth like resolving conflict with. So you'll refuse to do that. You'll turn away from them. You won't have the tough conversations. Uh, this like the first kind of conflict you have is like, yeah, this is done. I'm out black and white thinking, this isn't going to work. I'm out of here. And off you go. You run away, right? Or a deactivation strategy could be that you cheat or you have an affair, right? You're so afraid of getting close to this person, like because you think that there's potential here and you freak out and you self-sabotage and you go out and you have an affair because like that's, that's a pretty big step away from that relationship and it's most likely going to end it. And even though you don't really want it to end, you do this because you're so afraid of what that closeness might mean. So you cheat and you have an affair. Often it's irreparable. And so you've, you've really done the, the official thing here is you put that wedge between you and now it's over. Or, uh, or you even turn away from intimacy or closeness. Right? You're noticing that you're like detaching from the individual. You don't want to get close to them anymore. You're spending more nights alone. Uh, you're like a little bit shy to have that intimacy. Whatever it might be, there's a lot of deactivation strategies. Again, I'm going to talk about them in a YouTube video. So go check out my channel there. It's brand new. I've just started it. Uh, and I really want to be putting uh, some solid advice out there. I do it on my podcast. Sometimes video format works for people. I'm just putting content out everywhere because the more people I can support and give advice to and help, the better I feel, the better my business is. And uh, it's just it's just that I want to create that impact for people. So because uh, I've been there, I've been in the shit. <laughs> I've had a lot of relationships that were so stressful and I just couldn't understand the why and I spinned around and moved countries and like I was the anxious, I was the avoidant, I was the whole mix of it depending on the person I was with and I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I became what I am now, dating and relationship coach, studied this shit <laughs> like there was no tomorrow, became an expert in it. So Question your stories and narratives, understand your deactivation strategies, start challenging those. Step one, right? Or really what was step three in this podcast. Okay. The fourth is mindfulness. Those that are very used to running away from feelings are also very detached from their emotions and their bodily sensations and all of that good jazz. So get in tow with your body. Practice mindfulness, meditation, breathing, touching yourself, whatever it is. Get comfortable with how you feel, who you are, what you feel like, all of those things. Slow down. 
Stop running away from everything and run towards even yourself. Lots of different mindful practices we can do. I'm pretty sure I have a podcast on that one as well. So some small steps, small but quite big if you think about it, to start overcoming that avoidant attachment style because let's be real, is the goal not to actually have that beautiful love and connection and closeness yet for some reason you do everything to prevent that from happening because that is scary? Yeah, love is scary. I understand this comes from our childhood and so there's healing that needs to be done here and it is not an overnight process but it can be done if you want to do it and you have a goal for yourself. Everybody is capable of healing. Everybody. Everybody is strong. Truly, truly, truly. So have a listen to my prior episode on attachment styles. Have a listen to how to heal anxious attachment as well. All of these podcasts are just going to give you more insight, more information. Um, They're not intended to confuse you. They're intended to support you and guide you and give you things to think about so that you can start your own healing journey. If you get stuck, that's where I come in or other coaches or other counselors. Like I'm not offended if you listen to all my podcasts and you coach with someone else or you get counseling with someone else. The intent is to support and to help you guys. But if you do want to reach out to me, if you're like, hmm, been listening to Kim for a while, been following her on social media, she might have something important to say or maybe she's the right one to support me then let's have a conversation it always starts there first conversations are always free yes there's a cost to working with me as with anyone that you reach out to and get support from Um, but in eight weeks which is usually the amount of time I work with my clients uh, you can really be overcoming either attachment styles or getting back out in the dating scene or improving the relationship you're in or having more intimacy or being more mindful or just feeling clear in life. These are all the things I work uh, with uh, with my clients. Um, and it's a lot of fun at the same time too because as you know, if you've listened to me and you follow me, I don't take life too seriously because too much seriousness is no, no fun at all. <laughs> so... If you've made it to the end of my episode, thank you very much for listening. And of course, you guys know that I've got a free ebook on how to attract the love and relationship you crave. I'll put the link to that in this podcast. Um, yeah, it also subscribes you to my mailing list. If you hate it, you can unsubscri- unsubscribe. But if you like it, well, it's where I send you all my information and new offers and new things that I'm thinking about doing. And I'm also brainstorming how I can support more people at a lower cost Uh, And so my brain is going around and around about how I can maybe even set up a membership that you can opt in and opt out of so you can get personalized advice from me without necessarily having to do the full uh, eight-week program with me. Uh, So that's an option that I'm toying around with. But anyways, uh, this is not for podcasts, not for all my musings. So uh, reach out to me if you want to have a conversation. If you want to download the guide, go ahead and do that. Uh, And wishing you guys all the best for this upcoming weekend. Go hug a loved one, go do something challenging, go take action in an area that you've been lugging around or procrastinating on. Literally just go do it. You're going to feel so much better. So thanks for listening to this episode and uh, look forward to catching you guys again next week. Ciao.